As you know, motherhood can get pretty, pretty challenging. And um, this is the one job I feel like we don't get enough praises for. And that is the hardest job that we have um, that impacts not only us, but also the future too. So I really just want to encourage moms and, and give them some practical things because I know that, um, yeah, you can tell me all day, like, you know, some some kind of general ideas, but, you know, step by step, like some things that we can start to implement now is kind of my, my, my jam. Like, what can I do right now? Hey, friend, welcome back. I have a very special episode for you today, a conversation with an incredible woman I had the pleasure of sitting down to speak with on the topic of redefining what it means to be a good mom. Tony Ann Mayembe is a full-time dentist, a reservist in the Navy, and the blogger and podcaster at Real Happy Mom. She is a wife and a boy mom that understands the struggle of juggling work and home. When she's not working, she enjoys watching WWE and watching stand-up comedy. I know you're going to get as much out of my conversation with Tony Ann today as I did. Thanks for being here. It's an honor to be on this journey with you. And like I always say, when you take the time to work on yourself, you make the world a better place. You are the best. Love you lots. Don't go anywhere. This is the Motivation for Mom Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to invite you to download your free copy of The Mama Miracle, which is a worksheet I created to help you get out of a rut, start your day with clarity and intention, and start manifesting some really positive changes in your life. Mom life can feel really hard at times, and sometimes we just need to take a few minutes and brain dump everything that we feel isn't working and get crystal clear on what positive changes we want to welcome into our life. The Mama Miracle Worksheet was originally one of my best-selling products, but I'm giving it to you for absolutely free. Just go to themamamiracle.com, click on the banner at the top of the page, Put in your name and best email address and I'll email it over to you immediately so you can print it out and fill it out as many times as you need to get your mind right and start creating some mama miracles. You have more power than you realize and I'd love to help you find that power in this life-changing worksheet. So go get your copy of The Mama Miracle for free at themamamiracle.com. Now, go enjoy the episode. Tony Ann, thank you so much for coming on the Motivation for Mom show today. It's an honor to have you. I'm so excited for my audience to get to know you. Yes, and thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. 
Yay, let's do this. So why don't you go ahead and just get started by introducing yourself, who your mom to, what you do, how you help people, all that stuff. Yes. So I am Tony Ann. I am a wife and mom. I have two little boys. I'm also a dentist and reservist in the Navy. So um, my plate gets pretty full. And then on top of that, I have um, a blog and podcast, Real Happy Mom, where I am pretty much just helping the busy working mom with practical tips and encouragement because as you know, motherhood can get pretty, pretty challenging. And mm-hmm. um, this is the one job I feel like we don't get enough praises for. And that is the hardest job that we have um, that impacts not only us, but also the future too. So I really just want to encourage moms and and give them some practical things because I know that, um, yeah, you can tell me all day, like, you know, some, some kind of general ideas, but, you know, step-by-step, like some things that we can start to implement now is kind of my, my, my jam. Like what can I do right now? I just want something practical. So that's what I like to do. And that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. Yeah. And you know, that's so validating to hear you say that as a dentist, as a professional, as a working mom, as someone who is a reservist in the Navy, like you said, Navy, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you do have so much going on on your plate and you've lived, it sounds like you've lived a really full life. And just to hear you say like, yeah, motherhood's the hardest job there is like, that's so validating. And, um, I think that there are a lot of moms that are going to need to hear that today. Like, yeah, it's tough, but you're doing a great job. And, you know, one thing that I've heard you say before is that it's okay to not be able to do this all on your own. Like it's okay to need help and it's okay to get support and to reach out for that support. Like no Mm -hmm. one's expecting you to do literally the hardest job in the universe, like alone without that support. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love that you bring that up too, because I think that's one thing is moms that we could do a lot better at. And I think it starts by um, one changing our mindset around this whole help thing, because I think a lot of times moms feel like, you know, um, oh, if I ask for help, that means that I'm not capable of getting it done. Or, oh, if I ask for help, that means that I'm not good enough or that, you know, um, maybe I'm just not cut out to be a, a mom. Like if someone else has to do all these things, like, no, 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 no. Come here, boo-boo. Let's, let's have a talk. Like, no, <laughs> none of those things are correct. Like really, truly like getting help is really what's going to make you an even better mom. Because I really feel like um, even with, if you're a manager at another job, like you're not going to do everything that employees are doing. Like you're giving them specific tasks and delegating things out. And the same comes to our home too, as well. I think we have to think of our homes more of like us being the CEO of our homes and trying to to manage that instead of trying to do everything, trying to be the cooker, the clean, the maid, you know, the the um, carpool lady. Like you, you can't do everything. And asking for help, I feel like, is the biggest thing that will help you and relieve you of all of the pressure and the overwhelm that you feel, and start to help you to really start to enjoy motherhood. Because don't get me wrong, yes, motherhood is hard, but it is really a lot of fun. But it can't be fun if you're so overwhelmed with trying to do everything yourself. You're right. Oh my goodness. Truth bombs right there. I work with a lot of clients who tell me, I just don't enjoy motherhood. I'm not enjoying this phase of my life. And they feel guilty about feeling that way. It's like, yeah, no wonder you're not enjoying motherhood. Like you're trying to do it all and you're drowning. And, you know, like at the end of the day, you just like, aren't feeling like, like you were busy, but it's like, were you connected? And I think that that's, you know, a really important thing to point out. I love that you said that um, 
we need to consider our roles like CEOs in our family. I, you know, I mean, you're preaching the choir here. I always talk <laughs> about how we're leaders in our family and it's so important to have that leadership mindset because like you mentioned earlier, you know, it's not, it's not just about you and your mental health, but like I always say, your family deserves for you to be in a leadership mindset. Your family deserves for you to be happy and fulfilled and be able to show up fully and like enjoy life with them, you know? And so it's like, it's really on us to make sure like, okay, what do I need to do to make that happen? So what are some of the things that you're most passionate about talking about on your podcast? On the podcast, it's it's an array of everything over there, but it's really just all the things that are going to help support us to be that awesome mom. Um, And the the biggest things that I really like to focus on is um, systems and routines, and then also some of the mindset things, because I really feel like, yeah, I can give you... um, you know, some practical things that will really help you out. Yes. But I feel like there's some things in our mind that we got to shift and change so that we can begin to really, um, like I said earlier, start to enjoy motherhood and have fun and be happy. Um, hence the name Real Happy Mom, because I want you to be truly happy, not put on the face and pretend like you're happy. I want you to truly be happy. And it really starts with shifting I really think the mindset about being a good mom, and this is something, I don't know if you want me to go ahead and jump on into this, but I I really had a problem with this good mom. And I'm using air quotes right now because um, I feel like there was this picture painted of what this good mom should be doing. And of course I was not doing those things. And I was putting all of this unreasonable amount of pressure on myself and just beating myself up and feeling defeated all the time. When actuality, like my kids really just wanted simple things. And if you really break things down to just like what you, the simple things that your kids and your family needs from you, like you'll see, like they don't really want much. Like my kid literally wants me to sit down and watch TV with him. Like he doesn't want me to make a Pinterest craft. He doesn't want (laughs) me to have this like phenomenal room with all of these things all over the place. He doesn't want me to, I don't know, whatever crazy other things I've been imagining that I think a good mom should be doing. He simply just wants me to, you know, just sit down and play with him to hear Mm -hmm. him out when he's talking. And to have a good nutritious meal, um, hopefully it tastes good. You know, those are the basic things. And I really feel like if we get back to the basics, then we'll take that pressure off ourselves so that we don't feel like we're not being a good mom, that we're a bad mom or whatever the case is. So, yeah, isn't really it think- ironic that yes. like we've put all this pressure on ourselves to be a good mom and do it all right and like do all the things that we think a good mom should do. And yet at the same time, like so much of that takes away from actually truly just connecting and spending that time. And like you said, like sitting on the floor and like hanging out with our kid and just being there and being present and like talking to them, looking in their eyes. This might be a big wake up call for a lot of people who are just spinning their wheels, like trying to survive, but it's like, all right, let's stop and look at what are all the things that are really taking your time and attention? Are they really all that necessary? Yeah, definitely. And the the biggest thing, the biggest culprit, I think that's really messing us up and not just in motherhood in general period is our phones. Like we're so addicted and so attached to our phones. Like we can't really be present because we're 
sitting here scrolling on Facebook or we're trying to check our email or a notification just popped up. So sometimes I literally have to put the thing in another room and get it away from me so that I can truly hear what my son is saying when he's talking to me, because I don't know about you, Sarah, but it really makes me feel bad when my son has to say it like five times to me (laughs) (laughs) what he's trying to say, because I'm not paying attention, but literally like just stop and like put whatever it is in your hands down and look your kid in the face and just hear them out because truly being present, I think is like the big step that's really going to make things change. Oh my gosh. This is, (laughs) this is real life right now. Like my daughter, my oldest daughter is seven and she's literally been saying to me and my husband lately, like, put your phones away. Like she's screaming for it. I'm just like, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm putting it away. Like nothing is important on my phone or on my computer. Literally the most important thing in my life is standing right here in front of me. Such a good, such a good reminder, Tony Ann. Thank you so much. For, yeah, like, definitely. A reminder. I, I had the same thing happen to me too, but what's really got me was when my son like told me like, I think he told me like four or five times that something was on the stove and I was like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and he was like, mommy, the stove. And I'm like, yeah, did you say anything? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like you should have told me earlier. And I'm like, oh, right. yeah, you did tell me earlier. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so what are some of the other mindset shifts that you're really passionate about? You know, you think that can help moms sort of redefine like what that is, like what being a good mom is really about. Yeah. So I talked about keeping it simple and getting back Mm -hmm. to the basics, but I really feel like truly defining what a good mom is to you is what will really help really shift things. Because Sarah, for me, like, what a good mom to me may look completely different from what you have. And, and that is totally fine because I feel like our kids are different and unique and what they need from us is different. Um, and I don't think that we all have to be that Pinterest picture perfect mom. Like we can, you know, like rock music and have pink hair or we can, you know, do yoga and like drinking wine. Like we can do all of those things, but mm-hmm. still be a good mom. So mm-hmm. truly defining what that good mom means to you. So it can start with, you know, how you spend time with your kids or what are the, some of the things that you guys like doing together, but also defining like you as a person, like what do you like to do by yourself without your kids? Because I I know that I was in a place when I had my son, I came back from maternity leave and I truly had like lost who I was. I didn't know what I liked to do. I didn't know what was fun. All I knew was take care of the baby, take care of my husband, take care of the house. Those are the only three things I knew how to do. And so once I took some time to really get back to what does Tony Ann like to do? What is, what is fun for her? Then that is when I actually started to like feel alive again and also really start to enjoy things again too. So really taking some time to figure out what a good mom looks like, whether it's with the kids or without the kids, I think is another big mindset. No, sorry, mindset shift that is going to help to really make us um, turn into really, truly happy moms. Agreed. What was the process for you to sort of figure out like and to get into alignment with, you know, what you truly valued in yourself and as a mom and as an individual? 
Yeah, that that took quite a bit of work. I'm not gonna sit here and make it seem like, oh yeah, I did this worksheet and I was good to go. <laughs> like, no, it was it was a lot. So it, it first it started with just looking and seeing, okay, you know, what did I used to do before that was fun, before I had the kids, before the husband was involved? Like, what were those things that I like to do? And then started doing those things. And then going back to values, because I think another thing too, Sarah, is like we have society and family and culture and all these different things telling us what we should be doing and what we should um, should be doing as a mom. And those things aren't necessarily what I wanted to do. Can you give and, us an example? So like... Oh, you should be involved in all your kids' school activities. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you there. <laughs> I will drop you off and I will pick you up. But that's right. about it. Like, I don't yeah. want to do that. Or like, you know, I had family members that were telling me like, oh, I should do um, some of these like big events and things for my kid. And I'm like, I, yeah. I don't want to do that. Like, I don't. And And that's okay. And I think we need to be okay with not being what everyone else tells us that we should be. Um, But really, truly getting back to, okay, what do I truly enjoy doing? And what is really most important to me were some of the key things that helped me with moving forward and getting to that place where I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm a good mom. I don't need all this extra stuff. Well, we want to know more about you. So tell us a little bit about like what you're really into and what you like doing. And we already know that you're passionate about, you know, helping moms, but like, tell us some of the other aspects of you. Yes. And this is another thing, Sarah, I'm glad you brought this up. Let me just um, say this really quick before I tell you all that is that we need to understand that we are multifaceted. We're not just this one single sided kind of individual. Like we have different parts to us. And I think that's what makes us so unique and so awesome. So some of the things that I truly enjoy is I love WWE. Um, that always <laughs> shocks people. That. <laughs> it it was always like, they're what? like, what? They're right. like, you do not fit the demographic. Yes, I know. I get it. I, it's totally okay. But That's I watch awesome. it. I watch it every Monday, every Friday, and I watch all the pay-per-view events. Like, I'm really, like, into it. You're then, such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing is I will not try to be one of those WWE superstars. I am not jumping off the top rope. That is not happening. <laughs> But I, I love WWE. I love watching comedy. I love trying to be a comedian because truly, like, if I didn't have to work and pay bills, like, I would go and try and be a stand-up comic. Like, yeah, I really awesome. love that. But and I love, I love seeing people laugh. I love seeing people smile. And the other thing is, I love decorating for parties. Like, I really do like that. Like, I love parties. I love celebrating um, birthdays and things like that. So I love decorating and love um, putting things together. So those are some of the things that I like really love doing. And it took me a little while to figure those things out but yes those are things that make me happy and light me up yeah and that's so important to know so that when you ever feel like you're kind of getting lost in motherhood and you know drowning and feeling overwhelmed because we all get to that point you know we always have to like continue to sort of like realign and like course correct and be like wait a minute like what have I not done in a long time. That's like really fun for me. You did a podcast episode recently that was like permission to have fun with or without your kids. And I think that's so important, you know, to remember, I have a lot of clients who come to me and they're like, I, I don't even, like you said, I don't even know who I am anymore. Like, I don't know what's important to me. You mentioned, um, you know, kind of thinking about like, well, what did I like before having kids Or like before I was a mom or before I got married. But for a lot of moms, like they didn't really ever have the chance to define 
who they are. Um, you know, speaking for myself, like I was, um, I was a young mom. I mean, I was 25. It's not like super crazy young, but a lot of listeners are, you know, 18 or even younger when they first became moms. And it's like, they never truly took the time to like stand on their own two feet and get to know themselves. And so like, what would you say to someone who's just like in the thick of it in motherhood and they're, they're like, okay, I hear you. Like, I need to figure out who I am and what I like and what I like to do and what lights me up. But like, where do I even begin? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one, Sarah. Like, it's funny because I just had this podcast interview with um, Tiffany Huffstruthers. It was so good. Um, And in there, she talked about her story about how she was a young mom too. And um, she got to a place where she was homeless. She got shot by her, the love of her life. It was like a really, yeah, it's a lifetime story. It is, it is so good. (laughs) And she wrote a book, by the way, I'll I'll make sure I send you that information. But um, I remember her telling me, you know, Tony Ann, like I had to get alone with myself. And I was like, when she said that, I immediately started getting uncomfortable. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, what do you mean? And then she was like, yeah, like sometimes like we're so used to being busy and being around all the people and, you know having all these conversations, like we don't take time to be alone with ourselves. And I think the reason why I got uncomfortable when she said that is because like, I knew what I would have to deal with when I got, you know, quiet and had to like sit with myself. But I know this is kind of a hard concept to grasp, but really taking that time to have some alone time and just to like, ask yourself some questions and and to hear your own thoughts because I think we get so used to being busy and taking care of everyone and doing and being everything for everyone else that we don't even sit and have conversations with ourselves. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but really like just asking and like trying to, you know, spend time to really understand like what makes us tick and what are those things that you do enjoy. But I think another thing too, Sarah, is also taking time to just try some new things too and without the kids. And that's where that (laughs) with and without the kids came in. Because I think a lot of times we feel like we have to do everything with our kids in order to be a quote unquote good mom. Um, And if they're not with us, then we're, we're bad or we're mean or whatever. But you really need time alone. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you can't get time alone, like um, just making space for that and trying to like set up some boundaries, like with the kids, whether it's with when they're sleeping or before they wake up. Um, But just having some time to yourself, I think truly, truly is really, really important to really like take some time and journaling some things out so that you can begin to get to know who you are and who, what those things are that you enjoy. Absolutely. That's so important. It takes a lot of intention because like I always say, you know, this doesn't just happen on its own. The the alone time will not ever happen on its own. It's like everyone in our life will come rushing in to take all of our time and attention and energy. And so it's really like carving it out. Um, I'm not a Christian and I like don't really read the Bible, but I used to be and, you know, I respect it. And there there's a scripture that says like buying out the opportune time. I always remember that because it's like you really truly have to like buy it from your day, from your life. And, um, oh, so I wanted to go back to what you mentioned about creating those systems and routines because, you know, it it does take intention. And so what would you recommend for, what are some of the systems and routines that have changed your life? Yeah. Yeah. I love talking about this. You're going to get me excited, Sarah. So the, the two big routines that I think, will really truly change things and help to propel you to move forward in enjoying motherhood once again is a Sunday routine and an evening routine. 
And the reason why I say these two things in particular is one, the Sunday routine and the evening routine are the two things that I think are truly most important for us. And I think a lot of times people get stuck on the morning routine thinking like, oh, I need a morning routine so my my day can be better and, and I can have an awesome day. Yes and no. The reason why I say no is because um, I really feel like your day starts with how you prepare for it the night before. So if yeah. you get your day ready um, and set yourself up, then you don't even have to really need a, a morning routine because everything is ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then a Sunday routine in particular, because if you take some time to just get some things prepared, it will definitely help with making your week go by smoother. Because one thing that I suffered from a lot and still, well, not did, I still do suffer from is decision fatigue. And that is just getting to the point where you just get so exhausted from making decisions throughout the day. And the way I like to think of it is that we have about, let's just say, 100 decisions that we can make throughout a day. And once mm-hmm. we've exhausted those 100 good decisions, then one of two things happens. Either one, you don't make a decision at all, or two, you make really bad decisions. So mm-hmm. what I always try to do is do things to set me up so I don't have to make those decisions. Those decisions have already been made for me. So I can yeah. use those good 100 decisions on things that actually are important. Not on, right. you know, do I want polka dots or stripes, or do I want green or blue? It's on, right. you know, should I I put my son in this program versus that program, like things that actually matter. So I think those two routines are the ones that are the biggest that have truly helped me. And I absolutely love talking about those. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, So one of the products that I have is my planner makeover course. And that's like one of the first things that I have my my students do in that course is make a list of your non-negotiables. It's like, you know, like you said, making those decisions in advance so that when it comes time to do it, you just do it. You don't you don't second guess yourself. You don't overthink it. It's like, you know, little things that continue routinely to come up, like what to eat for for dinner, for example, like that's such a big one. And, you know, especially if you're trying to eat healthy or you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to just like nourish your body better, whatever, you're so much more likely to make a good decision at the end of the day and actually like show up for yourself how you intended to around food rather than just like putting it off and waiting until the last minute. Like it's pretty much impossible for us as moms with all that we have on our plate and all the big decisions we have to make every day to make a good decision in that example like in that um, situation. And so it's like, yeah, no wonder. It's like <laughs> that thing that people always joke about. Like, yeah, I started my day with egg whites and spinach and chicken breast and brown rice for lunch. And then come six o'clock, it's like a whole pack of Oreos and a whole pizza and a, and a whole thing of ice cream. It's like, yeah, no wonder. Like you've exhausted like all of your willpower early in the day. And there's a book that I love called willpower doesn't work. And I recommend that everybody read it. And it's so good. It's like, and and that's one of the big things that I think that we, one of the big mistakes that we make when it comes to making any real change in our life is relying on willpower and just thinking like, yeah, like, you know, cause we kind of rely on those moments where we feel motivated But the truth is, like, we're not always going to feel motivated. Most of the time, we're not going to feel motivated. And so we've got to create those systems and routine. I love what you said about, you know, kind of dropping the pressure to have a real solid morning routine 
because mornings can be really hectic. And I couldn't agree more that it does start the night before, like setting your clothes out, you know, for me, like getting the coffee pot ready and just understanding like, okay, this is what we're going to have for breakfast. This is what I'm going to spend my time doing in the morning and coming back to that, like idea of connecting with your kids that allows you to spend more time, like connecting with them in the morning versus like, it being hectic and running around. And, and I know like, I'm speaking for myself, like I could definitely improve on that because mornings are just so hectic. And sometimes the kids just like, aren't getting up when they need to get up. What does your morning routine look like? Or not your morning routine, your nighttime routine and your Sunday routine. Yes. Yes. So, so with evening routines, it really starts with you when you come home from work. Cause I think a lot of times we think like, Oh, we need to start it when, um, you know, after dinner or bedtime or whatever the case is, but really, truly taking that time to, you know, um, get dinner going, take some time to unwind and start getting the day closed out and preparing for the next day. Um, so some of those things that I do um, include, like you said, getting the clothes ready, getting, um, figuring out what we're having the next day so that I don't have to think about it. Cause yeah, Sarah, you described me what about my eating habits when you said, oh, the egg whites and the spinach. Yeah. That's me all day when I don't prepare. <laughs> so if, I yeah. don't have it already ready to go. I'm setting myself up to fail. So yeah. getting lunch ready too is another big one um, because I know that that is another meal that I will make really poor choices on if I don't have it already ready to go. So I'll mm-hmm. either pull it out and have it ready or I'll start or I'll even make it so that I don't even have to worry about it the next day. And then um, next is making that to-do list for myself so that I know what I need to get done. And then also taking some time to reflect on what I did get done because Sarah, mm-hmm. I know you're like me, you, you are a go-getter and you get a lot of stuff done and probably beat yourself up like me sometimes when you don't get things done. So I think yep. a lot of times we have to remind ourselves of things that we did get right. done. So instead of a to-do list, uh, a done list, like what yes. did you get done? So Great. I will do that on days when I'm like really beating myself up because I will list out like all the things I got done. I'm like, dang girl, like you were doing it today. Yes. <laughs> Even though I didn't feel like it. So doing that. And then also, um, just taking some time out for myself to like, if I have any um, thoughts running around in my head, like taking some time to write it out, not necessarily saying like I'm journaling, I'm trying to do better about that. I really want to journal more. Um, but just like writing things out because I, I have, the, I really truly believe like when you are writing things on paper, like you are like getting things out of you. And so yeah. I love like just taking some time to just like dump some things off because I don't know about you, but it has been very hectic. And I, I know that, um, the the pandemic and all of the craziness that's happened over the last year has really affected us a lot in addition to our own personal lives. So instead of, you know, trying to um, trying to contain everything and do it all by myself, I have learned that journaling is almost or just as good or almost as good as therapy too, because you're taking that time to like really hash things out, write things out. Yeah, and then you can actually random. go back and yeah, and you can go back and, and review those things too. So like sometimes I look up like, man, you were really going through some things, but it was good for me to like actually let those things go instead of holding it all in. So those are some of the things that I do in the evening times to get me ready for the next day. Yeah. And even that you have to be intentional about because it's like, it's so easy to get wrapped up in the, the routine of the evenings, you know, like getting the kids ready for bed and just kind of relaxing and, and cleaning up and whatever. But it's like, I have to set my journal and my planner, like in the kitchen, by the table with my pen. Cause if I don't have any one of those, I'm just going to be like, well, I don't know where it is. So I'll just do it later. Like when I find it. 
it's like, no, I have to make sure that like, it's a non-negotiable for me to just like always have my journal and my planner and my pen, like ready to go. So I can brain dump because it's such an important piece of it. And I love what you were talking about. Um, you know, stopping to really celebrate your wins. I don't think that enough of us do that. I think that we're so always focused on either what we're not doing or what we're doing wrong or how we're not measuring up to our own standards or like what there is to do. And, you know, a lot of people have this mentality is like hustle, hustle, hustle and never settle and always strive for more. And that's great. But like, when is enough enough? Like for you, like when is enough enough for you to feel good about yourself? So it's so important. Like in my coaching program, I intentionally have my clients every single week stop to be like, what are you feeling proud of? Because otherwise like you're just, you're never going to feel good about yourself and you're never going to like truly be happy. Like that's, you know, we get a lot of joy around like our, you know, as go-getter moms, like our accomplishments. And it's like, have you stopped to really like look at what you've really truly accomplished? Like, it's amazing. You're incredible. Yeah. And I, I know I'm really bad about not giving myself credit for some of the things I do. Like, I feel like if in order for me to celebrate, I have to reach certain milestones and I have to do certain things in order for me to celebrate. And then I'm like, looking back, I'm like, man, like I missed out on so many other great opportunities to celebrate because I was doing all this other stuff. And even with the kids too, like just celebrating that we got through another day of virtual school. Like, right. Right. <laughs> like it's really just that simple. Like yeah. you did it. And, and, and definitely, yes, I, we don't celebrate enough. So definitely taking time to celebrate is really, really huge for me. It has been amazing talking to you. This is so validating. You have so many good tips. Is there anything else you'd like to share or um, kind of leave the listeners with? And please tell them how they can find you and get a hold of you and connect with you, listen to your podcast, all that stuff. Yes, yes. I just wanted to let all the mamas know who are listening that you are doing a great job. And the reason mm-hmm. why I know you're doing a great job is because you're listening to Sarah. And you wouldn't be listening to Sarah if you weren't a good mom. So I just wanted to remind you, you are a good mom no matter what those silly thoughts in your head are saying or what other people may be saying you're a good mom. So I just want to remind you of that. Now, if you um, definitely want to get more um, of what we've been talking about and some other topics, you can um, find me wherever you listen to podcasts or wherever you listen to this one. Um, You can find me at Real Happy Mom there. And I'm on social media at Real Happy Mom. And if you go over to Real Happy Mom slash Motivation for Moms, I got something special for you there. Awesome. Um, it will have um, a lot of the stuff that we talked about here and um, some other goodies for you. So you can definitely go and check those things out. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. We'll definitely link all of that up in the show notes. So it's easy to find you get that resource and oh, gosh, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all your light and love with us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Before you go, I thought I'd ask if you'd be willing to take a moment and leave a review on iTunes or simply share this podcast with a like-minded friend. And if you're on Instagram, you can find me as at Sarah Munder. Take a screenshot, post it to your stories or your feed and tag me so I can see it and give you a shout out on the show. While you're over there, send me a DM and let me know that you're a listener and what your biggest takeaway from the show was. Hearing from my listeners is one of my absolutely favorite parts of my day. And so I'd love to hear from you, sister. And if you're ready to change your life, I've got something for everyone on my website, themamamiracle.com, where you can get my free worksheet, the Mama Miracle Manifestation Worksheet, to help you get your mind right for the day. 
You can join my popular planner makeover course where you'll learn how to more strategically use a planner to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks, and finally make time for what's truly important in your life. This course is for those of you who need new strategies for creating a schedule and getting the most out of your precious time. And if you're ready for a whole nother level, sister, I invite you to apply for my 12-week coaching program, Breakthrough. I only work with moms who are serious about up-leveling every area of their life and are committed to reaching their goals. So if this is you, I want to hear from you. Just go to themamamiracle.com forward slash coaching to apply. That's the mama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com forward slash coaching. Thanks for being here. And I'll see you on the next episode of Motivation for Moms.